Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Group on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 532. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk some football tonight. We're in preseason, right in the middle of preseason. We've got one more week of preseason, and we're going to start playing football like for real, like real football. Um, a couple of things that happened that's interesting. This was the earliest in the calendar year that the CFL has ever played a football game. This preseason game that started like a week and a half ago, uh, that, that May 24th or something, it was like that. Earliest time that the CFL has ever played a football game. Uh, it, it beat the old record by about three days or something like that. Anyhow, um, so they're, they're, they're really moving up this clock. I don't understand why they're doing it. But in reality, we've always said that, you, you know, you can't compete with the NHL play, Stanley Cup playoffs. Why not? They're fucking boring. Okay, we got Florida Panthers are playing the Las Vegas Knights. Who really cares? Nobody. So, um, not in Canada, anyhow. So yeah, they, uh, who cares about the Stanley Cup playoffs? I don't. I don't even think Charles is listening to it anymore. Uh, he probably is. He's a hockey fan. Anyhow, um, so uh, we got preseason football that's starting tomorrow with. Um, Calgary Stampeders coming over to BC to play the Lions, uh, and then there's a, another two or three 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 games throughout the weekend, and then next week uh, we're going to start the uh, regular season. So next week we will start doing our CFL picks. I need everybody out there in Radio Land to get over to uh, I don't know where it is CFL.ca somewhere in the game zone and get into their pick'em thing and get into the Let's Talk CFL group. We had it all set up on some other thing last year, but that's been deleted and it's gone. So now it's on CFL.ca. Actually, Sparky, Steve Sparksman put up a post on the Let's Talk CFL page, and uh, it will take you directly to the pick'em area. So get in there, get your picks in every week, and uh, go against the panel here, see if you guys are better than us. Probably. I mean, we sucked last year. I don't know. Will never says he sucks, but that's beside the point. Um, I don't know. What should we do? Should I? Well, there's four of us. Should we put up ten bucks and you got fifty dollars to the winner? No, I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about that as we go. Um, we still have a week before we're going to do our start of pickems. We're not doing preseason pickems, so we'll start next show. We'll have uh, some monumental news about it. But everybody, get in there, get registered in the Let's Talk CFL uh, pickem group. And uh, let's see who can win this one. So now, let's. Uh, what else do we got to do? Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, I I don't know. This just uh, so much. I've been bitching and complaining about everybody online. We're having all sorts of stuff. I was over on the Let's Talk Schooners page. I got my butt kicked by a couple people, and they're just being very nasty. Not very nice to me at all. Anyhow, um, like I care. It was the thing that. Did, uh, I don't know. Never mind. Uh, do, 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 do. So what's going on? What, what are we going to do? We're going to talk. Let's just open up the phone boards and talk to the boys, and then we'll get jump right into the agenda, and we'll talk some football, and we'll go from there. 
Uh, welcome to the show, William. William McDonald from Calgary. How are you, sir? I am fine. And do you realize that, what is it, June 1st is tomorrow? Is that correct? Yep. And That's correct. Seven, it's my doctor's first. And in seven days, the BC Lions play the Calgary Stampeders for the season opener of the CFL. And I cannot wait. Seven days, 21 minutes, or seven days, 21 hours, and 55 minutes and 29 seconds, according to CFL.ca. Yeah, so we'll do our, we'll our pick on Wednesday, and then we play football yep. Thursday. Pretty amazing. Pretty awesome. No more yep. Thursday yep. night podcasts, guys. We have to stick with Wednesday. We can't do Wednesday. We need to know early so that we can do it on Tuesday, okay? But there's Thursday night Correct. football. We cannot do shows on Thursday nights or Friday nights anymore. Not It's not during the season, okay? Uh, William, congratulations on uh, your victory in Alberta. I'm very, very pleased for you guys. Uh, I know that that we really don't talk much about <laughs> the political situation here, but Danielle Smith uh, and her Tea Party uh, took the took the country by storm over there, and uh, congratulations on uh, some good, solid morals and financial platform there. Once again, I'm really once again, we showed we, once again we showed Edmonton how much they don't matter. Okay. Anyways, did I say that yeah. out loud? Whoops, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Orange, Just saying. Eh? Just saying. Okay, because they are completely orange. Okay. Yeah, it's far. disgusting. And, and it's disgusting. The problem is the urbanites right now are really voting extreme left, and the rural yeah. prob- yeah. rural areas are going strong blue, and uh, which works really well in Alberta and Saskatchewan and even Manitoba, Yukon. But you get into like BC where we have a real strong uh, rural population. It's nowhere near what our urbanites are. Those urbanites run it in BC. It's, it's yeah. putrid, and I can't see what's happening. But uh, yeah, BC's screwed. Uh, unless we separate from the Fraser Valley, Charles, are you going to move up to the interior if that happens? We're going to put up a border at, at Hope. Mm, I like it here. Mind you, we probably could do put a border at the Portman Bridge. Away yeah, that's there. it. Do that. Because pretty much Abbotsford is conservative, right? Good Christian values out there. A lot of it is, yeah. Hey, I've never, hey, Charles, I've, I've never asked you, Charles, are you born and raised in Abbotsford? No. No? Where are you I was originally? born in, I was born in Vancouver and grew up in Langley. Oh, okay. Okay. There you go. Okay. So, okay. same area more or less. Okay. Pretty much. Charles, welcome uh, to the show. Right next. Thank you. Okay. Did you hear that? Welcome to the I show, buddy. I did not. You cut out. What? Yeah. Well, that's because you were talking. Yes, it was. So, yeah. So, anyhow, uh, you, you're you already talking in the show, so you might as well keep going. Welcome to the show, bud. Thank you very much. And what's I'm new, excited like Will was last there? week because I get to go to a football game tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a that's a good thing for you. We'll, it is. we'll be streaming. You do that. I, I, I actually that. thought about I actually thought about just streaming it because it is a preseason game, 
But I'm going to be working out in Burnaby all day tomorrow anyways, and it's not far from Burnaby. I'm like, what the hell? I'll just go. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Actually, I'm going down to the coast for Friday morning to go visit my mom. She's not really doing all that well, so I figure I should go down and visit her as often as I can now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I should go down Friday, Thursday night, go watch a football game, camp out down there, go visit my mom, come back Friday I afternoon. Ticket. No, I can't. Oh, okay. It, yeah, I know. It's my daughter's birthday tomorrow, so I would get uh, extreme shit. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That, that, was just, that makes sense. That was just that. I left my daughter's first birthday party halfway through it to jump on an airplane to go down to Costa Rica by myself, and uh, I got a lot of shit. I still get that shit. That probably didn't make you popular either. No, it didn't make me popular at all. But I went down there, and I, I was working on a real estate venture down there, so we ended up buying a, a resort. So it was, it was oh. a good good time had by all. But, you know, I, I just the fact that my daughter, who's now 32, says that I missed her first birthday party. And I said, no, I was there for half of it. I only left halfway through. And you don't remember that. You're only a year old. But Mom told me. Yes, I know. Okay, anyhow, besides the point. Okay, Rudy, welcome to the show, bud. How are you doing? Well, good evening. I'm doing good. I'm looking forward to the start of the season. Exhibition season can't end soon enough for me, and uh, can't wait to watch uh, football that sort of counts until the playoffs. And uh, that's about it. You're you're our Eastern uh, delegate, aren't you? (laughs) Yes, I'll I'll represent the East. I would vote for one division yesterday. If I was in charge of the East, so if you want, if you want one division, get me that, get me that gig. Yeah, I, I, I do and I don't. <laughs> you know, I, I, I agree with all the pros and I agree with all the cons. It's really hard to it, it would the the league extremely went to one division. We'd lose a lot of fans, a lot, but then it would it may or may not force the Eastern to actually become teams. Yeah, that's my that's what my thoughts are that, and that's some variety too. I don't need to see the same teams playing the playoffs every year. I mean, you could have some variety. I wouldn't mind that a little bit. Well, you're still going to have the same teams playing. You're just going to see them later than earlier, right? I mean, BC still yeah, can play winners. Exactly. Is it going to play yeah. in the semifinals, the finals, yeah. or the or the breakup? Yeah, doesn't exactly. matter. And you can still have rivalries. You're still going to have Labor Days. You're going to have your Labor Day matchups. Those are never going away. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll schedule those those matchups. So, but uh, yeah, I understand how where East is coming from. But I just you never know what he's going to fuck up. Well, Halifax is. Uh, <laughs> if still if you look at the schedule, and you know, I I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to run over to the schedule. I'll bet you that the rivalry is is not there. I know that that didn't For make sense to you guys, but just hang on, hang on. So twenty 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 three. When is Labor Day? That's about week ten, right? Around yeah, there. no, week eleven. Week. Hang on, Saskatchewan, Montreal. Uh, week twelve. Week twelve. Nope, that's not it. Here it is. Okay, so Labor Day weekend. We have Winnipeg and Saskatchewan. We have BC and Montreal. We have Toronto and Hamilton, and we have Edmonton and Calgary. Okay, Ottawa has the bye. The week after that, 
We have Hamilton and Ottawa. So they don't have a, a home-and-home series with Toronto and Hamilton anymore. They're, yeah, because I don't think nobody really cares. is gone. Nobody really cares in Toronto. Do they? Nope. Like, I mean, there's no... No, no, no one's even said a word. Hamilton definitely does. And they no longer have that and haven't had it for two or three years now. We still have Saskatchewan well, Winnipeg. We still have Calgary Edmonton home and away. But that's gone. It's yeah. not there for Hamilton and Ottawa. I just thought I'd share that with you guys. Okay. Back to the schedule. Let's deal with the schedule, uh, the our, our, not the schedule, the agenda, and we'll see what we can do and see if, how long we got to make this show go. I think we're going to have to talk about a few more things. We could probably do that. We can do some power rankings or we can do some predictions. We can do all sorts of wonderful things. Quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell reveals in first preseason game with the Hamilton Tiger Cats what to expect in the final week of preseason. Huh? What? That's got to be Marshall first. That's what it says. I just read, excuse me, I read it word for word. doesn't make sense to me. But let's go over to the article and see what it says. What to expect in the final week of preseason? Jeez, I got the hiccups. That sucks. Okay, where are we? Oh, sorry, Did that part that? is a typo on my fault, but that first part there, I just noticed I put something in there and forgot to delete it. Did you see that hellacious hit on McLeod Bethel Thompson? Yep. Down in the USFL? The guy literally picked him up and tossed him like a rag doll. He did. <laughs> it was awesome. It was, it was a big hit. Anyhow, um, do, 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 do. what to expect? I don't know what's going on in this article. There's nothing. Zach Caleros doesn't need any preseason action. He's just happy. Chad Kelly's getting a little bit. What's going on in this article that's interesting? For Kelly, Fajardo, Adams Jr., and a plethora of backups looking for work this week will set the tone for much of more of what's ahead. I don't know. I don't know why these guys write these articles. They really don't have much to say in them. Fajardo. Cody Fajardo. Will this be his last chance to make a good impression on the Montreal fans before hosting Ottawa in week one? Well, how many more preseason games are there? Zero. Exactly. So the answer is yes. Okay. What What do you guys think is the big story coming into the 2023 season? What is the really big story in the CFL? Is it is Cody Fajardo going to find some lightning in the bottle like he had in 2019? Is it Chad Kelly stepping up? Is it Bo Levi Mitchell being able to survive a season? Uh, is it uh, what's going on in Ottawa? Will this be a Bob Dice making this happen? Uh, are the Bombers going to be motivated? Saskatchewan, oh, my God. Greg Dickinson, Trevor Harris, 37-year-old quarterback. Is that a big story over there? Calgary, Jake Mayer, what's going on there? Edmonton's got Chris Jones and uh, Taylor Cornelius. What's happening up there? Is this is, this, is it? And uh, 
out in the West Coast, uh, Vernon Adams Jr. has finally got the reins of a team that's a team as opposed to a team that's not a team. Each city there has its own little story, but what do you think is the big story going into 2023 season? William, you start us off with that. What's the big story? The big story is going to be um, how uh, Levi Mitchell is a uh, is a bust. That's going to be the big story, and we're going to find that within five games. Okay. So you they're going to make that a big story, or do you think that, that they're just going to slip that one under the rug? Well, no, they can slip it under the rug because, number one, he, he, he's been the best quarterback for a long time. They traded him to Hamilton. Nobody can figure out why they traded him to Hamilton except for Will here. Okay, and it's because he's broken. And I wanna and I want and I want people to know that I was right because I've been saying that I was saying this for half a season last year and all through the winter. Okay, that's what I've been saying. Yep. yep and I yeah. and I either want I either want people to tell me I'm a fucking retard or I'm right. Sorry, no, I can't we're not going to. My mistake. My mistake. Didn't mean to do that. Okay. Anyways, yeah, we can't use that word. Bad. Okay. Bad Willie. Bad, Bad Willie. Willie. <laughs> I'm not going there. Uh, Bad Willie. What's the big story in the CFL for 2023? What do you think it is? Can I go? Can I go off the field or on the field? Whatever you want. I think. What's the big story? I think. I'm I'm concerned about attendance in uh, a few places. Montreal might I can see Montreal having an issue. Saskatchewan they're not a concern, but they're going to have a lot of empty seats more than usual. Will fans come back to Edmonton if they uh, you know they start winning? Will, will the fans come back? Like that's scary in Edmonton. So yeah, that's kind of my I guess that's my storyline and concern. What kind of buzz will be at the CFL? Like right now, there doesn't seem to be a lot of buzz about the season starting. I'm excited, but you know what I mean? Uh, the diehards will be excited, but I'm I'm curious. A little bit concerned, I guess. Okay. So that's not, that's not what probably – I don't know if it's the big story going into the season, but it is a, it's definitely a concern, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Charles, coming at you. What's the big story from you? You're the reporter. What are you going to write the story on? For me, uh, it's if the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are able to still be the dominant force they have been in the past years, or will they have a bit of a drop-off as they age? Uh, basically, the Bombers have been kind of the class of the league uh, really since about 2019. So we're looking about four years. But uh, does anybody have uh, the um, – will they take a step back and uh, maybe someone like the Lions or someone step up and maybe step into that top spot in the West? So to me, that's my big story is are the Bombers going to continue their dominance or are they going to – finally have a step back. 
Okay, I don't know if that was a wishful thinking thing or what there, having the Lions step up. I like it, but I don't know. Um, I just want to correct you on a couple things. They were not dominant in 2019. They just won the Grey Cup, okay? The dominant team was actually the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They were the number one team in the league. And uh, they, they just floundered in the playoffs, and Winnipeg took them out and won the Grey Cup. That's that because they really – No, no, no. Hold on. You're wrong. Was, You're wrong. Winnipeg was doing wrong. really well at the beginning of the season. And then uh, Wes is not Scott Hurt. And uh, then they they floundered around with Strebler for a while. And then late in the season, they picked up Zach Caleros and went on a tear. Okay? So they weren't dominant in that year. The next year was COVID. And then the year after that was a shortened year. So to, to say they've been dominant for four years is a bit of a stretch. But but 2019, Hamilton was a dominant team in the CFL. They were 15-3. They were Saskatchewan was number two yeah. then? I'm sorry. I think Saskatchewan, you're right. Saskatchewan was, like, Saskatchewan was like 10 and 8 or 11 and 7, and they played a bunch of teams with third-string quarterbacks. They played, I think, their last game of the season against Edmonton, who didn't care, and just rolled over. So, I mean, Saskatchewan really didn't get tested until the playoffs, and, and then Winnipeg beat them. Winnipeg caught fire in the playoffs, and they went on a yeah. run. But, uh, yeah, that's – Hamilton kind of just played like a West team for a change, and it uh, it cost them, I guess, in 2019. Don't have good regular seasons. Too good. Yeah. So, anyhow, I don't disagree with that. I, I really – I'm going with Will on this one. I think the big story in the CFL right now is Bo Levi Mitchell. Is a Ham- or not so much Bo Levi Mitchell, but it's the Hamilton Tiger Cats and their desire to win the Grey Cup or at least be in the Grey Cup this year in their own stadium in Hamilton. And uh, they, they've gone off and they've, they've loaded up the coaching staff, bringing in Jeff Reinbold, who everybody thought he was retired and gone. And uh, actually, the rumor was he had health issues. Uh, and he was doing something with the University of Hawaii. And now all of a sudden he's back in a Ticat uniform on the sidelines. And uh, then they brought up the freaking wizard, Scott Milanovich, who we thought he was gone down into the NFL forever and ever and ever. And all of a sudden he's back in, in the CFL and not with his typical Toronto Argonauts, but he's down in uh, Hamilton in the Ticats. And yep. then they brought in every player they possibly could, including Jagger Davis, who's the most important player to have on your team if you want to go to the Grey Cup, because he's the only one in the CFL that goes to the Grey Cup every year. Uh, and they just loaded up everything, and then they went off and they bought Bo Levi Mitchell. And I agree with everything that they did. Every, absolutely every step that they did, it made sense. It's wonderful. They went off and they stole the James Butler from BC. They just went off and got players to play football for them. Their only mistake was getting Bo Levi Mitchell. And that's my belief. That's also Willie's belief, and I've been saying this, that, that, that that guy's not an amazing quarterback. It has been, so, I've been saying so, that for part of six, seven so years. So I have a, que- I have a question for you, Christopher. I have a question for I'm you. sorry? Sure. I have a question for you. Who yeah, should go they ahead. Have gotten out? Who should they have gone out and gotten? That, that's the bigger kick. They're, we're, we're poor on quarterbacks in this league right now. Mm-hmm. 
we, we really are. I mean, could they have done done something better? Could they have offered money for McLeod Bethel Thompson? Could they have uh, gone after Vernon Adams? Could they have gone after who? I don't know, but I certainly wouldn't well, have gone after both by Mitchell. I, mean, I might have made a play for Zach Calero. I was going to say, would they be just as good at well off if they had just stuck with Dane Evans? I personally, I think they would have. I think they would be in a situation with Dane Evans. He had a bad season last year. Nobody's arguing or or that one at all. But would he have come around, or is he going to do the Jonathan Jennings where he's he's absolutely amazing as a backup, but make him a starter and he can't fucking fight his way out of a wet paper bag. I don't know. We'll find out. He's a backup in BC. And and just so you know, if Bo Levi Mitchell comes out and and blows the lights up in the CFL and they go 15-2 and two or 15-3, and three, I will be the first guy screaming at why did they trade Bo Levi Mitchell for Jake Mayer. Instead of Jake, you know, Jake Mary is nothing compared to Bolivar Mitchell, depending on how does how Calgary does. So it'll be an interesting year. That's all I can and, say. And if that happens, William, I'll be eating some serious crow too. Okay. We all will. Yeah, because I have no respect for him as a quarterback. Especially, especially, especially the Calgary Stampeders. They'll be eating the most crow. Oh, without question. Oh, they, yeah. They It'll make Dave Dickinson question. look like an idiot. I mean, it's it's well, Charles. It's, it's almost Charles. It's almost like not trying everything you have to keep Keith Kachuk on your team. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the record. I, I think both have a good season. I'll tell you. I'll go against. I'll go against, I'll go against the grain. I think he's going to surprise everyone. I honestly think Calgary's going the wrong way with management. I think they're putting too many eggs in Dave's basket, and I don't think Dave's capable of handling it. Yeah, but you've always been down on Dickinson's when it comes to coaching. So, Well, that one in Saskatchewan is a useless piece of shit, okay? But I, I honestly, if you look at Calgary, they really haven't done much since Dave took over as as, as coach. Only one agree. He won a great cup. Yeah, but yeah. he won that right away. That's still Huff's team. I mean, he blew well, actually two been, great in, cups too. Oh, been, like in, been in been in been in three great cups and lost two. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and he. He did blow one by himself, like that. That the one against Ottawa, that's that's uh, on him. That played. You repeat that every time you talk, Rudy. You know this. I just, I just think it's the, one of the worst. It's like the one in Seattle, the uh, NFL, the, when uh, uh, when they didn't run the football at the one yard line. Marshawn Lynch, same type of same thing. But you know, I, I'm but, sorry. I, I really, I really have a problem with people second guessing coaches like that. Because if that thing with Marlon Mitch, Marlon Lynch, if if that play <laughs> had worked, the coach would have been a fucking hero. Okay. Yeah, but it wouldn't have mattered. You have a, it absolutely wouldn't have you mattered. You have a monster running back. Run 
What? You just fall over for the yard. Mar- Marshawn Lynch is so strong. I know He'd that. I know that. Yard. But if the play actually worked, yeah, he would have been why a hero. If in it, if he just runs yeah. the football, you're scoring. Ninety-five percent, you're scoring. Pass. Well, now you're now you're adding variables you didn't need to add. Right? Everybody wow. in that stadium, everybody in North America expected them to run that ball. Everybody. And he would have ran. He would have. Yeah, but it wouldn't have mattered. They would, they couldn't stop him. They wouldn't have stopped him. I mean, I would have taken my chances. I mean, but I mean, he rolled the dice, and it was wow. That comes back to my uh, Don Matthews going for two before overtime, right, Charles? Yeah, I remember that. Hey, you know, everybody everybody makes mistakes, didn't? Uh, didn't Mike O'Shea in a playoff game in BC Place try and kick a 60-yard field goal? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Late in the game in a yeah. in a crowd, there, there was no air pressure, man. It was terrible. But but it just went up. There was there no time. Was died. Was you it, don't kick the last play of the game. No, you don't do that. that. They do the hail. They do the hail mary anyways, right? So it was. Yeah, it was not going to work. Um, who else had a bad one? Honestly, in, uh, the Hail Mary may have better odds at that point. Uh, who screwed up in? Um, who screwed up for the Eskimos against the Stamps in the uh, semifinal a couple of years ago? I think 2016. He kicked a field goal late, but they needed seven. Do you remember that in the that was West Jason semifinal? Moss, was that final. Yeah, Jason Moss. Yeah, Jason he, Moss. He, he decided he, to kick, and then. He, he he forgot the score. Yeah, he didn't he didn't, he didn't do the score right yet. Well, I don't know if he forgot the score, but I think he did it, and he thought he had more time than he actually did. Well, he's too busy yelling and screaming at everybody for him to throwing I stuff guess, to look at the score. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Just, we're not going to do anything in this article. There's really nothing happening. So we talked for a little bit. Let's move on. Uh, Evans' preseason performance displays CFL's, or sorry, displays Lions' QB riches. That's an interesting storyline. So I didn't get to see this game for various reasons. Um, Charles, you did. How was Dane Evans? Did he get out there and play some football? He actually did look pretty good in the preseason. I mean, he got a tampered because it is preseason. Some of the guys he was playing in will probably be stocking shelves at Canadian Tire in a few weeks. But that being said, uh, he did look good. He, he was uh, 13 of 16 for 162 yards and a touchdown. So that's pretty decent output, especially considering he did not have a single one of his starting receivers. There, there was no Dominic Rimes. There was no Lucky Whitehead. There was no Keon, or Keon Hatcher or anyone like that. A lot of the receiver guys I did not, I never heard of, although the Lions did have one receiver in there named, uh, shit, what was that guy's name? That wasn't his name, but I can't remember what his name. I'll have to look it up again. <laughs> but he was catching everything. Um, he wore number 77. I don't remember his name. i got to figure it out here. But anyways, going back to Dane Evans, he looked very good, uh, very solid, very much in control. So, yeah, I thought he, he looked quite good. Obviously, 
I mean, he looked better than, uh, what's his face, uh, Dominic uh, Davis, who started the game. Not that that's hard to do, as long as you can complete a pass or two, you're, you're pretty much there. But, um, uh, yeah, no, i got to say he looked, uh, I thought he looked quite well, good in this one. So. Okay. Well, you know, Dominic Davis doesn't have to look good as a quarterback. He's a short yards guy, third down. Of course down. he is. Yeah. You know, and we're not really expecting much more out of him than that. You know, and I, I don't want to put down preseason or anything, but this is a fact, and I can't remember when. I think 2016, Dominic Davis was trying out for the Calgary Stampeders. And he uh, threw three touchdown passes <laughs> in a preseason game, and they cut him the next day. <laughs> so that tells you a lot about preseason. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So here, Anyways. I, I want to uh, go on a tangent here, and this is a rant that I started a, a while back. Um, the CFL now is supposed to be doing – all this hot shit with um, betting and, and uh, I don't remember, genus sports and all this sort of stuff and keep their stats up to date and everything else, right? If you go to the schedule and the preseason week one game, which was May 22, and we're currently where? We're May what? May 31. So that's nine days ago. They have yet to get the scores up and the stats for that game. Yeah, I'm there too. It's ridiculous. Okay. Nor any of the games that were last weekend. So we can't even go in there and look and see what it is. It's just telling us our, our you know, our, our clock until when kickoff is, which is zero straight across the board or where to buy tickets for it, which just seems a little redundant now that the game has been played. But don't you think that they should do something here, that this should be a priority? Usually these things are updated during the game. You know, at halftime, yeah. they say, come say it's the score is this at half. And, and this is nine days later they haven't got anything up on the fucking thing yet. It's crazy. And, and weren't they ranting and raving about how wonderful they were going to be about keeping the stats up? Yep. I guess it doesn't count for preseason. Well, I would think that the preseason would be important. I would think that's where they test everything to make sure everything's working properly. Yep. So There's that's nothing. a little had earlier because I wanted to go look at who was catching the ball in the BC Lions game, find out the stats of the different receivers because, as Charles said, the ones that we know aren't playing, so let's find out the ones that we don't know and see how they did. And uh, we couldn't, because, and we still can't. Well, the guy I was thinking of earlier, was uh, his name was Aiden Everhart. He was wearing number 77, and uh, he's a six foot two wide receiver out of Wyoming. Uh, I don't know what his exact stats were, but I know he had over 100 yards receiving in the game. There was, yeah, well, on CFLDCA, they... How are we going to fit him into the roster? Because we got five good receivers. That's the problem. And he's and not a Canadian. Deepest, yeah, no, he's not. And that's one of the deepest uh, 
spots for the Lions. So, so it, it's hard to get an American into that that area right now because you know who are you going to set? Lucky Whitehead, Dominic Rhymes? I think not. Keon Hatcher, that's a that's a Canadian, and so is uh, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. I want to say Jovan, but it's not Jovan. It's uh, Jovan Katoy. Yes, Katoy. That's it. Yeah, I, you know, I just I don't see it. I don't see it happening. Okay. Anyhow, uh, let's get back to the agenda here and see where we are. So Dane Evans did okay. Uh, Willie, you watched the game, didn't you? What do you think of it? What do you think of Dane Evans? I I did not watch the game because I have. I have no understanding of 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 uh, of what you call it. I couldn't the find streaming. the game to be honest. The streaming. Thank you. Streaming. I'll tell you couldn't what. It, it was not to find. It took me probably 15 minutes before I actually got in there to do it. it took me okay. over somewhere else, the gambling site, and this back and forth and. It, it was not easy to find the game, I'll tell you that. I'll be yeah, much happier when we, got, we have to, I, I don't yeah, like to work really hard. I get pretty frustrated, and I would have just probably said, fuck this. So yeah. so I didn't watch it. Okay. I would have liked to, and I'm going to try and watch the game tomorrow night. So, yeah, uh, well, I want well, yeah, yeah. to... Don't dispute, go anywhere else Go ahead. I was just saying, don't go anywhere else other than CFL.ca. There were a bunch of scammers out there putting up uh, fake links to watch the game, and they were, like, asking for money. They were asking for credit card numbers and stuff like that. There were all sorts of those last week. So you gotta you got to okay. just go to, the, go to the CFL.ca and then click on uh, CFL Preseason Live. Don't go anywhere else because it's not going to work. Yeah, I, I got a Today from Prince Kampamba. And, and, and he wants to get money out of a Nigerian bank. Does, does he want to give you $89 million, Christopher, or what? No, I didn't get that far. But I, I had a couple of mutual friends, so some idiot actually accepted his friend request. That's usually how I, I weed out people off my Facebook, is that if they've actually uh, friend, friended some of these scammers, I, I can't deal with them. I said, you're too stupid to be my friend. Go away. Anyhow. Moving along. Argos want to lock in QB number two as camp nears the end. I, I, I was surprised they got QB how about, number one locked up. How about, up. do they have a QB number one locked up yet? I that, that was posted that story because I knew someone would ask that question. Well, you know, I oh, I don't know. I yeah. don't know enough about Chad Kelly, but I I got this feeling that he's going to be okay. I, I don't. Well, I did, I did hear that. Like, arm. But I think he's going to be okay. I heard he, I heard he had uh, he had um, uh, soreness in his elbow and his throwing elbow. So that's not a I great heard he's sign got, going into. I heard he's got. I heard he's got no CFL experience whatsoever, and you think he's just going to walk into the CFL and rip it up, or what? Yeah, I think the Argos are, 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 are might. 
he honestly believes he is going to rip up the CFL. He came in here. I remember an interview he gave not that long ago that he said that, yes, this is my stepping stone to the NFL. I'm going to come in here. Uh-huh. I'm going to turn a lot of and then I'm out of here. So here's and my thoughts. He gets – Honestly, he's gonna get signed. He's gonna get. He's gonna get signed with the spring league next year. That's what's gonna happen. Okay. Yeah. He's gonna be a fucking bust. Well. Yeah. Here's my problem with all of this, guys. I don't think Bo Levi Mitchell's a quality quarterback anymore. Who does Hamilton have in the wings? Nobody. That's it. Come on. A buy- Number one with Chad Kelly, never mind two and three. Cody Fajardo is in Montreal. Jeremiah Mazzoli is not game ready. Nick Arbuckle is there in Ottawa. Okay? That's the four Eastern teams don't have viable quarterbacks. They don't have a viable number one quarterback in the Eastern Division. You come over to the West, you got Zach Caleros. No dispute, his his lock on number one in there. Okay. Next door, you've got 37-year-old Trevor Harris, who's never amounted to anything his entire career, and nobody there in the CFL wanted him. So Montreal and Saskatchewan traded garbage with Cody going to Montreal and Harris going to Saskatchewan. Calgary's got Jake Mayer. Nobody's convinced that he's a number one starter. Taylor Cornelius, totally off the chart. We don't know anything about Taylor and what he's going to do. Everybody thinks he's going to have a breakout year. At least they hope he does, but he's not proven anything. And as you see, you got Vernon Adams Jr. This has got to be the worst quarterback class that we have ever seen in our lives. It's 52 years okay. away. I don't remember it being this bad. Okay, but my reply to that is every single quarterback you named has more experience than Chad Kelly. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So Chad Kelly's going to be on the shit pile at the bottom, trust me, other than he might be under Cody Fajardo, depending on how much, because I think Toronto's overall team is better than Montreal's overall team. So. But, but you see my point? I, I honestly don't know where this league is going at this at this stage. There's just no quality quarterback. Well, true that they got to fix that, and I don't Not know if they will be able to. We'll see. I don't want to. I like the guy, but then that's nine quarterbacks in the league that are no good. Yeah, absolutely. We shall see. And but but that goes to that goes against everything you've been saying, Christopher. About what? Well, we should keep the Canadian ratio because if you think about it, one of the top two quarterbacks in the CFL last year was Canadian. <laughs> yeah. So I think we have to draft I think we have to draft more Canadian quarterbacks. That's what we gotta do. 
Well, I don't know about Trey Ford up in Edmonton. I think I have more faith in him than Taylor Cornelius personally, but that's beside the point. Yeah, well, we'll see. He gets a chance, just like Chad Kelly. Yeah. Honestly, next to Zach Caleros, I think the best one is Vernon Adams. Well, he's got to prove himself. Lions fan, I really think that that's the next best quarterback next to Zach Caleros. Being clear and clean up his interceptions. Rudy, do you know how many th- interceptions he threw last season? Uh, not offhand. I can tell you, he threw one. Well, well, yeah, he didn't. He didn't start the whole year. He started what six games, seven no, games. No, but in six games, one interception—that's still a pretty nice yeah. stat. Oh, no, that's good. That's that's looking in the right direction. I mean, that's better than what he was doing in Montreal. So, and Montreal also was on discipline. They took so many penalties. So, yeah, I mean, he's got a. I still think I don't. I have a feeling that Dane Evans is going to be the starter of that team by the end of the season. I don't know why. I might be totally wrong. I think somehow Dane Evans is going to have a have a say in this at the end before it's all over. And that's just, I, I don't, just a gut feeling. I don't care that has nothing. I'm I'm glad you have confidence in the backup. I don't care. I don't care if we win. I don't. I don't care who plays quarterback for any team as long as we have a competitive league this year. That's all. Fair enough. I think Dane Evans' biggest issue is just the the five quarters he played in in the Grey Cup for Hamilton. They were horrendous. Like he played four quarters, and, and then he played a quarter in the 2021 Grey Cup. And whew, rough. That's rough after having good seasons and then just all fall apart in the uh, in the championship game. So he definitely has some has some ghosts, I guess, but. Uh, Yeah, I think okay. I think who's beefy, who's Beefy's running back this year? Have they uh, do they have a viable replacement? We don't know. For, they uh, haven't named one. Butler? We do not know. Yep. That could that could be the key in the whole quarterback success in BC. Hundred percent. I agree. Charles and I have been for a month or more. Yeah. Because that Butler was like he's good. He was really good. Like he was. I was pissed when they lost him. Yeah, I. There, yeah, there was nothing sure. they could have done to save him, though, Charles. He was gone no matter what. I think though. I think he wanted to go play back east. I think that was kind of his whole thing. Wanted to play there. back and wanted to open the purse strings. So, it, it was a fake complete. It was nothing we could have done about that one. No. Okay. Uh, so, Charles, what's your thought there on, on Chad Kelly? Uh, jury's still out. I mean, they, they seem to be sitting there anointing him as the uh, the starter, but I think, what did he start, one game during the season last year? I mean, he won it, but uh, you can't go by one game. It's ridiculous, but uh, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm completely, I'm wait and see with him. I, I'm not ready to anoint him 
the next big thing like some people seem to be ready to do, but I, I think that's a little bit uh, jumping the gun on this guy. we got to see more from him. You mean yeah. they're, they're doing Phil Miller's? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so the Argos backup quarterbacks are Ben Holmes, Brian Scott, and Cameron Dukes. Okay, okay they're in bigger trouble than I thought. <laughs> don't they have Don't they have Arbuckles? Does everybody have an Arbuckle on their team, or is it the same guy? No, Arbuckle's in Ottawa. Yeah, I know. I'm just joking. It seems like, it seems like Arbuckle's on every, has been on every roster, I think. They might need to go out and find John Arbuckle from the Garfield comics, looking at their <laughs> yeah. back, looking at their backups. Uh, oh Lord! Yeah. Three people that have that, never that, been that, in my kitchen. Okay, so that was the Argos want to lock in their number two spot QB. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which East QBs have the most to prove? I think I went over the entire league, never mind just the East. But the most the to prove is all of the above. Be, all of the above. Tony Fajardo is going to show everybody. <laughs> but what's he going to show us? That he's not as shitty as we think he is. Because <laughs> he smells, baby. Well, honestly, uh, it, it's, Bo has the most to prove. Let's face it. Nobody in Montreal expects Cody Fajardo to light up the league. Nobody. Okay? Nobody in Ottawa expects Jeremiah Mazzoli to come back from this major, major injury and light up the league. Or Nick Arbuckle in Nobody. Very few people think Chad Kelly's going to be the second coming. Okay? But every single fucking Ticat fan is excited and thrilled that Bo Levi Mitchell is their quarterback. He has far more to live up to than anybody else. I, I think... I think we should cancel the season for lack of quarterbacks. <laughs> huh. Never thought of that. You want to start a petition? Yeah. Absolutely. There is not a quarterback in the CFL, short of Zach Caleros, that's worthy of the statement professional. And I'm downplaying my 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 feelings on on Vernon Adams. I honestly believe that he is going to come out and do something. Although I know Rudy does not believe that. I think Dane Evans is going to be the starter. I think Vernon Adams is going to be, he's going to be the dark horse surprise in the CFL. Not Chad Kelly. So what does Matthew Cause have to say about this? Lowest on the most approved list. Bo Levi Mitchell has the lowest on the most approved. I would think that he has the the absolute most approved, and he's saying it's the lowest. Wow. They brought in their 
they brought him there to win a great cup. That seems like a pretty high expectation. Like yeah. They didn't bring him there to like, well, sure they didn't, did. didn't take him there to put in a good showing in the East conference. Like, like, yeah, when you won the East, like good. Here's your tallest midget award. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I don't even think runner up. I think they, he's there to win. Like runner up is that's not, that's nothing. If Hamilton doesn't win the Grey Cup, they wasted the season. Failed. Yes, they failed. Hundred percent. There should be a yeah. There should be a house cleaning. Um, uh, if that it's Grey Cup or bust. Yeah. And and you know honestly, when I heard when I heard they signed Scott Milanovic, I honestly believe it was because they were going to toast Orlando Steinauer. Believe me, if they get off to a slow start, that don't think that still won't happen. Right? I, I, I honestly think that Orlando's days are numbered. He's on a leash, and it's not a very long one. And and Scott's sitting in the wings. Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't think it matters if they start off as a slow start because, like Rudy has said a million times, you can lose your first eight games in the East and still make the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> But I think, but I think they brought they bought brought Milanovic in there for if they don't win the Grey Cup, I guarantee you Steinhauer is gone, and Milanovic takes over the whole thing. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Because why would he leave the NFL otherwise? I don't is know. What I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, he was I, only I was an assistant there, but shocked when I saw his name on that list. Me too. Pleasantly, I like Scott Milanovic. I love it when he got signed in Edmonton. Unfortunately, he never got to play the team. You know, they lost him because of COVID. Um, and then they got Chris Jones. I I, I think he's one of the best co- uh, coaches that the CFL's had in quite some time. I, I like Scott. But yeah, I agree with that. You know, so uh, he, he's there to take over the Ticats. There's no way he's he's playing second fiddle in there. They have a, they have a nice schedule too. I mean, I just looked. I mean, they have Winnipeg first. It will be a tough game, but then after that, there's they're playing Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto, Edmonton. So I mean, if they get off to a bad start, they they might have to fire the coach if they if they end up like two and five with that first seven games. But I think they'll be they'll be off to the races with that schedule. Oh, I, I can't see them struggling. This, this schedule is really kind of weird because so I looked at it and I think Saskatchewan is going to be zero and nine. I mean they're they're just playing teams. They're, they're, Saskatchewan is screwed with this schedule, and if they're not zero and nine, they're they're a lot better team than I think they are. <sighs> Yeah. So the most to prove in the Eastern Division, according to Matthew Cause, is Cody Fajardo. He has the most to prove. I don't think he's capable of proving anything. He literally was playing musical chairs and 
there was no more chairs. He He's in Montreal because that was the last chair. If he gives it with him because there's nobody backing him up. Oh, my good Lord. Okay. This was an interesting story when it came up to me, and I was pleasantly surprised by it. Um, cats, get over here. Where did it go? It just went away. I hate it when these things pop up and they want you to put little sticker guys on your messages and everything else. Um, where am I? BC Lions hire Mike Benavides, former head coach of the Lions, former defensive guru, defensive coordinator of the BC Lions, as a special teams consultant. Now, this is a little weird that they actually did that because um, if you look at the story here, Don Janoski is unable to play because of family problems. Unexpected family matters. Special teams coordinator will not be here this season. They said the season. But they're bringing in Benavides as a consultant, not the special teams coordinator. Is it just, am I being picky with a title right now? I mean, is Mike basically the special teams coordinator, but giving Don the door, the leaving the door open for Dawn to come back next season. Is that what's happening here? I like Mike Benavides. I think he's a brilliant football mind. I think he's a great defensive guru. Um, who's, the, who's, who's the D coordinator in, in BC right now? Defensive coordinator is... Uh, yeah, yeah, I, it, it, damn it. Not a he was a former TV. No, he is a he's a known guy. No. Uh, I'm just hold on. I'm just gonna pull it up here. Uh, Why can't I remember this? I know I'm struggling to uh, coach with that. The Ryan Claybrooks? <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, Ryan Phillips. Ryan Phillips. That's oh, right. I'm he, sorry. Is, uh, I is just he kept Mark Okay. Ryan okay, Phillips. So he can he can use some help, guaranteed. Ryan Phillips? I don't know. He yeah. did pretty well last does, year. Yeah, but he doesn't have a lot of experience. He can use some help. You always talk about you always talk about guys coming right off the field and becoming coaches. Well, he's a perfect example. Well, he's been our defensive coordinator for two years now, and he was and uh, underneath Rick Campbell was the defensive coordinator. Ryan Phillips was basically the coordinator, even though he didn't have the title of it. I, he's been right. in that position for three, four years now. So he's not right off the no, bat. I, 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 I think that's not correct. He cannot learn from Mike Benavides. Benavides is brilliant. Okay? And uh, if, if the, and All I and know, all I know is – is if Mike Benavides is not coaching, that means he's on TSN. <laughs> and he's almost as bad as Jim Barker, okay? It's better to have him coaching. Oh, I remember. Yes, absolutely. Much better coach. Much better coach. Absolutely. 
Just don't don't so, give him a head coaching job, okay? No, don't make him a head coach ever. I mean, I don't, I, I really don't understand that. Jacques Chapdelaine should have been the head coach of the BC Lions. I don't know why it went to Benavides. That it was something was wrong there. I never did find that out. Did you, Charles? No, I didn't. Because I know Chapdelaine got off and left after that with Edmonton. Well, I think that most people uh, expected um, Chapdelaine to take over. I did. I think Chapdelaine expected it. Yeah. Who's got a birdie? I do. I'm sitting in my backyard. Is that you out in nature? Yeah. Cool. Okay. I have a bird in the cage, but he's not making any noise. I I do not like defensive coordinators becoming head coaches. Not as bad as head coaches still being coordinators. Still don't think the defensive. There's only been two or three defensive coordinators who make good head coaches. I can name three. I don't know how many more there are. I don't think there's five. I don't think there's five defensive coordinators that made good head coaches. You want to try, Charles? Are we talking defensive? We're talking defensive coordinators who became head coaches and were successful. Okay. Uh, Don Matthews. Yep. Was Wally a defensive coordinator before yeah. he became a head coach? Yeah, yeah that's two. That's two. Uh, Dave Ritchie? No. What do you mean, no? He wasn't that. He won a Grey Cup. Oh, he won a Grey Cup. Okay. Didn't win five. Okay, fine. We'll rule him out. Uh, there's the two I can name. And he, okay, I'll give you three. That's three. Give me another okay. one. What was what was what was Cal Murphy in Edmonton? What was Cal Murphy in Edmonton? Was he not? Was he was he offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator on those Eskimo teams in the that won five straight? Or Cal Murphy? You're talking about the wrong guy. You're talking about Hugh Campbell. No, I'm talking about when Cal Murphy. Cal Murphy went over to Winnipeg and, and was successful. When he did he not was he not coaching in Edmonton in the 70s in the mid 70s? Yes, he was. Yep. He's the offensive coach for the Edmonton Eskimos, 78 to okay, 82. So then, okay, so then no, he doesn't qualify. And then he was the offensive coordinator at Seven and ninety-eight. I, I'm going to give a fourth one. If we're going to use Dave Ritchie, I'm going to use uh, Chris Jones. He was definitely a defensive coordinator of the Hill, and I do consider him a successful coach. 
Who's that? Gary Jones? Chris Jones. Chris Jones, sorry. You know, and I was, I was just looking to see where Jacques Chapelain is now. I can't find him. Hmm. Uh, you don't know what he's doing. I right thought now? he was coaching the college. Nope. Not according to Wikipedia, or not according to them. He. Uh, the last position he had was in twenty or 2019 with uh, Toronto, and then he's nowhere to be found since then. Well, he, he was, was with, with SFU. Uh, he was with Simon Fraser. No, that was before that. Oh. He was with Toronto in 2019. Yeah. Then after that, it says nothing. Yeah, I don't see anything about that. Okay. Let's get over to the agenda and see where we are here. Uh, Charles, are you happy with Mike Benavides coming into BC? Yeah, I mean, uh, I wasn't a fan of him as a head coach, but as a uh, coordinator or an assistant, I have no problem with that at all. I think that that's a really big problem is that once we promote somebody from one position to another, and and it's like in the business world, you get promoted to your highest level of incompetence, right? And you get fired. You know, if you just stayed in your one position, but look at Mark Killam. Perfect example of, no, I'm I'm, I'm a special teams coordinator. I'm really good at it. I'm going to stay one. I'm not going over there to be an OC. I'm not going to be a head coach in Montreal. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to go apply for the OC position in Saskatchewan. No, I'm 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 staying in Calgary. I respect that more than anything. But you know, when you get promote yourself up to the to the head coach position and you're no good at it. Why do we fire them? Why don't we let them step back into their old position? Benavides could have come back to being defensive coordinator, and the BC Lions would have rocked. But no, we fired his ass. And Wally took over. Is it an ego thing? What is it? I think ego plays into it. Yeah, but Christopher, how many times have you heard in the past that people get promoted in companies, they're great at what they do, and they get promoted above what they're good at? But that, that's right. That's I, what I said. They get promoted to they'll find yeah. their level of income. I, I, I think it happens all the time in coaching, for sure. I mean, you look at somebody like uh, Rick Stubler. He was a head coach once for about 10 minutes, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. And he's a great defensive coach. Yeah. 
Same as Greg Marshall. Remember that disastrous yep. career in Hamilton oh, for God. four games or something like that? It was yeah, terrible. Jeff Reinbold. Jeff Reinbold. I was just going to bring him Perfect example. Yep. Probably one of the best special teams coordinators this league's ever had. I'm thinking, so, Rudy, how old were you when that guy drove his motorcycle onto the field in Winnipeg? <laughs> I oh, you know you what? Everybody liked him. Honestly, I, you were I kind of felt, I felt bad for him because, yeah, he wasn't a great head coach, obviously, but honestly, he was given a shit roster the year before TJ, he took over. Do you remember T.J. TJ Rubley? That was the oh, third yeah, quarterback, the, wasn't it? Oh, my people God. And he came from, people and, have no idea and he about came, the bomber. Where did he come from? I can't remember where he came from. I, I think he was we had so the best quarterback so in the year, NFL Europe or something like that. Maybe. Maybe. We had so, so many bad so quarterbacks. Max Hall. And but, it, but the team was bad, though. The team was bad. Like, yes, it was. I mean, they lost yes, it was. when Cal Murphy was fired. His last game in '96 was an East. It was a West semifinal in Edmonton. They lost seventy to seven. So, I mean, <laughs> Ryan Bold stepped into that, stepped into that role right after that. I mean, there was nothing. I, I mean, yeah, he was not a good coach, but I don't think anybody would have done anything with that that team. And, just didn't and, he, was also, and he was also he was also twelve or something like that, wasn't he? He wasn't very old. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was young. And then I mean, Winnipeg Enterprises was also on the cheap. They kind of ran. They kind of owned the Bombers, and they were they were on the cheap, and they they wouldn't spend money. So you know what? There was kind of a reason why the Bombers struggled for for a while until it got cleaned up by uh, Wade Miller. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, Oh, the quarterbacks, it was so fun. One time Calgary came to town, and they had a fourth-string quarterback. I think the guy was, like, sold couches or something. I forget his name. And he beat the Bombers by 30. It was, like, just after 40. What's that? If I can remember. Oh, my God. It was, like, just some guy. I think he played. No, no, no. He's a white guy. He just started. Just a random guy started and won by 30. Was it like M? I forget. Off the look. Now it's bugging me. Yeah, like it was. It didn't matter. Oh, yeah. The days of the stadium, nobody was. Everybody would be. There was no. There was no. No one was ever nervous for the bomber game in the the 90s. In the late late 90s, we just kind of hung out. Mm. Okay, so moving 25. All right. Calgary Stampeders to start quarterback Jake Mayer, despite fielding young roster in preseason finale in BC. So Jake's going to get happen. out there. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Well, that's, that's what Three Down Nation says. Yeah, I know, but I just watched his interview, and he said Jake Mayer's not going to see the field because he's got to make really? a decision on his backup. Yes. Got to make a decision <laughs> on his backups. So. Wow. Obviously, Jake Mayer is that much better than everybody else, or he would play. 
<sighs> wow, interesting. So we'll see tomorrow, seven thirty, BC time, six thirty yep. in Alberta. Calgary Stampeders coming to play with the Lions. Okay, so oh, this just entire. This, just, I just need to put this out there, okay? Just a little bit. Hey, Sparky, you suck with your information. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm looking at their depth chart, and they have Mayer is number one, Stevens number two, Reynolds is three, and Boner is four. I personally, I I, I would change my name. The thing is, Bonner. kind of like sorry, kind of like being I'm called Bonner. Chubby. I know. Boner is kind okay. of funny, though. It is hundred percent funny, and that and and Sparky was all excited about. It. I think it was just the name that got him excited. I'm not sure. And you know, okay. if he he hits the field, that's what the fans will be chanting, chanting, especially if it's, yeah. uh, if it's on the road. Yeah. Okay. Speaking so, of speaking of speaking of boners, Charles, do you yes. ever listen to crime? Do you ever listen to crime in sports? I have not. No, it's a, it's a podcast. You should listen. Crime to it. in sports. It's run. Okay. It's, it's run by two comedians. And if you do listen to it, the first episode you should listen to is the one about Kellen Winslow Jr. Okay. Just do that, and then come back to me at come back at me with it. It will blow okay. your mind. It will blow your mind. Hmm. You'll have to send him a link just cause, okay, Will? I will It'll so. I will so. Oi. Okay. So I, I thought we'd already done this one. I, I think we did, buddy. Charles, you got the same thing on here twice. Did I? <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time, I don't think. Uh, what do I got? What do I got on here twice? Well, it, oh. the story is quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell reveals in his first preseason game. In yeah, preseason We actually didn't. Well, we didn't really talk. That one was. That's where I I posted that above. That wasn't supposed to be the first one, and I accidentally posted there. I meant to delete it, and I didn't. But. That was at okay. the very top, but the story was actually about the, what to expect the first week of preseason. So this is where that story yeah. is supposed to go. I got that part handled. I, I figured that out now. Yeah. So what about here? Bo Levi Mitchell, the Bo, couldn't have asked for better in, introduction to the club's hometown fans than their 27-22 preseason victory. So one of the things that I wanted to go look at in the schedule and see what the scores were because I really don't know who won the games. Usually in preseason, when you travel, you don't pay money to bring your veterans. Okay? As a rule, the veterans stay home and you take the rookies on the road and you're evaluating talents as best you can. Your home game, you expand your roster and play a whole pile of people. 
the home team usually wins in preseason games. Very rare does a road team win. Okay? Very rare. This year, mm-hmm. I think road teams won more than the home team. Did you notice that, or am I wrong? Uh, I don't. And I could be wrong because Saskatchewan beat BC. They were at home. Hamilton beat Toronto, and they were at home. They were at home. Uh, Montreal beat Ottawa. Montreal was a road team. Winnipeg beat Edmonton. Winnipeg was the road team. So it was two and two. Well, there's more. Oh, going there's back to the first teams. game, Cal- Calgary beat Edmonton. Calgary was the home team. So home team is one three. Road team is one two. Okay. Okay. So, hey, I'm I'm not wrong, man, but I'm not necessarily right. But yet the home team, as a rule, usually wins the preseason games. And, and it's obvious why. It's because there's, you don't go on the road with your entire team. Yeah, typically in, in the preseason games, home teams will uh, dress a more veteran lineup. Yeah. And, and that's why you want to play your road game first and your home game last. But you can't, everybody can't play on the road to start with. Everybody has to be the home team Correct. Anyhow. Okay, let's get back to this thing here. Oh, Levi Mitchell's one It was just awesome. It was awesome just walking through the fans, clapping them up, and just hearing everybody's excitement for the game. Oh, Levi Mitchell eating his own press. Mitchell completed three of six passes for 63 yards. Big. Wow. Wow. He lit it up. Wow. Mitchell already knows the Hamilton playbook. Sorry, I'm assuming... What did you say his stats were? Three for six for 63. Three for six for 63. So that means he didn't throw a pass longer than 20 yards. I rest my case. No, 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 no. No, one for 32. Okay, whatever, 32. But, But hang on, hang on, Will. I hate this stat. Because it could be a two-yard pass and a 28-yard run. Yeah, but he doesn't run, so it wasn't that. No, no, no. It wouldn't be be him running. It would be the receiver running. Right. Correct. Right? It it just depends on, on what the yak yards are. Yep. Absolutely. But we'll see what happens. He's going up against Cody Fajardo in Montreal on the 2nd. So that's going to be Friday. Glad That's two games. One game Thursday, one game Friday. There's probably a game on Saturday or so. I'm racing Saturday night. So 
I'm not going to be watching any football, that's for sure. Here, somebody says hi to me. Oh, no, it wasn't me. It was Anyhow. So what do we got? Two games Two games Thursday. We got a game yep. before the BC Calgary game, Ottawa at 4 o'clock, yep. Ottawa in Toronto. Then we got Calgary, BC. Then we got Hamilton, Montreal. And Friday night. Here, here. this is fucked. I'm sorry. Oh, they got two at the same time again. Two at the same time. Hamilton and Montreal and Saskatchewan at Winnipeg are on at the same time Friday night. It's so stupid. You and, and these games are they're they're streaming them live. Love it, okay? No repeat, no on demand afterwards. So you have to pick and choose which game you want to watch. I guess you could have two iPads set up and have both games going at the same time. You could. I can multitask. Interesting. But yeah, so okay, I guess so I can, I'm not I can guess what I can watch one on my one on my computer and one on Patty's computer. There's a thought. Holy so all right. Uh. Yeah. And I'm gonna miss the Saskatchewan Calgary game June twenty fourth because that's another race race night. Okay. That's not that big a deal. I've already picked Calgary to beat Saskatchewan, so. Yeah, but you know what? You'll still represent because you have your green Saskatchewan car out there racing, so. Fuck off, Will. Fuck off. I love you, but you know what? You're pissing me off right now. Do you, is there an S on the roof of that car or not? No. Got a big big 30 up Just there. Say it. Don't you don't piss me off, Will. I'll mute you. Too bad I didn't have an S on top there. When it drives by you, you could have said, "Hey, look at that S car go." Well, I well I have to I have to find out who number thirty is on the riders. <laughs> my wife won't let me paint the car. Okay, it's not my fault. Yes, you've said that already. Buying another one. I want a black car. Okay. I'm done with Bo Levi Mitchell. He's in Hamilton. Allegedly so is Calgary. I said allegedly so is Calgary. Yeah. Okay. True story. Okay, the next one. This was an article that Todd Mogi posted up today on Winnipeg Blue Bombers Chatter. And uh, I went in and had fun with it. And it says, can the Winnipeg Blue Bombers match last year's 15-win season? My answer is, it doesn't matter how many games you win in a season, ask any Eastern team, if you do not win the Grey Cup. I don't care what, how record-setting pace that you're on. If you don't win the Grey Cup, you're a loser. Ask 
the Boston Bruins right now how it feels. Get knocked out in the first round. No. Who cares? Honestly, anybody who did this, they're setting the wrong goal. It's not, can I win the most games in the season? It's, can I win the Grey Cup? Nothing else matters. Nothing. So, will the Bombers match their 15-win season? Highly possible with the fucking QBs in this league. I wouldn't be surprised if they were 18-0. and 0. I, I hope they don't. I hope they go like, whatever, 10-8, and 11-7, and 7, make the playoffs, and go from there. Doesn't matter. The, it doesn't the CFL, matter. The history of the CFL... I mean, it's the graveyard of dominant teams losing. Of course it is. Because they get cocky. No, I think maybe you should ask Will about great teams that never were because they didn't win the big one. Okay? There was a couple of those in Calgary in the last five years, ten years. Well, Will, if you look up in the dictionary, great teams who, who didn't win at all, the Calgary Stampeders have their pitcher there. Continuously. All the way all the way back to Doug all the way back to Doug Flutie, as a matter of fact. I was gonna say the Doug Flutie yeah. ninety three, ninety four teams. Yeah. yeah, they were good and they just Edmonton was their, their arch nemesis those two years. Well, no, um, it wasn't Edmonton both years. It was one year Edmonton, one year B C. Oh yeah, ninety four was the BC that the, yeah. when they were up ten late, and then uh, Doug McManus Foody, and, Doug Foody, and, and yeah, Doug Foody couldn't play in the fucking snow. Okay. Yep. He literally froze uh, he against the Edmonton. Yeah, but they were getting pumped anyways. Edmonton was up big in that game. I think their heaters broke, and B and uh, Edmonton didn't. So his hands it was minus thirty that day. I think legitimately his hands froze. Like, what are you going to do? It's minus thirty. And and the years didn't work, so I don't know. And he gets a bad rap for that. And the following year, he put up a bunch of points. How many? What was the score in the '94 uh, uh, West Final? They were up ten late. They had over thirty-five points, I think. And then BC did. Oh, they, they were up more. They were up. They were up thirteen. They were up thirty-four to twenty-one in yeah. that game in the four, early in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. So it just. Uh, Calgary's defense was just yeah, it hurt them. That was one of my favorite games 95. of all time, to be honest. Ninety-five doesn't count. And of course, it was against once again, once again, season records don't matter. Just ask the two thousand and one yeah. well, Calgary Stampeder Grey Cup champions, okay? Yeah, ask oh, yeah. the two thousand and five BC Lions that started eleven and zero. Yep. I like the year they started 0 and 5. Yeah. That's yeah, the opposite. It can go the opposite, yeah, but, go the opposite way, too. But it, right. it can, but you know what? The, the first three, four games of a CFL season, honestly, it's almost preseason caliber. Nobody's, nobody's really in sync. Defenses, all the rookies are, are getting used to it. One, there's such a high turnover of players that teams aren't in sync until game, game five or six. And then so then why don't we have a four-game preseason? Why don't we have 
four games in the preseason. Because you need two because where you because have you need, the, you need the gate. Two when you have a full lineup. Gate gate driven league. And it held us. That's why. No no one's What's gonna the buy t- tickets for preseason. Pre, uh, it's a gate driven league, so you're not gonna get ticket sales. You're gonna lose t- you're gonna lose two two big gates. Right? So teams rather have no, a regular two regular season sixteen games. So what, think, you want 18 think, and then four, 22 games? Yeah, That's I do. Too many. It's not too many. I, what it is. 18 games, it's fine. The first two or whatever, like the first few games are going to be sloppy as usual, and you just kind of got to live with it. Yeah. They, they count for points. They're just mm-hmm. as important. The yeah, first few games are important as the last two. Hey, hey! To be fair, Ottawa could have swept the Bombers last year in the first two games of the season because Winnipeg wasn't very good. Our kicker was. We could have beaten them both of those games. Yeah, yeah. Winnipeg got Winnipeg made some plays very late, just to kind of yeah. It was very lucky, fortunate. I mean, it should have been a split. at the very least. It should have been a split in the first two games last year, but. So, I think teams that are playing well in October, those are the teams you got you have to watch out for. So, okay, I mean, you can be now, three and six. Yep. Question for you, William. Normally, you ask the question after you say that. I know. I just want to know what's happening with Phil Pod in Calgary. Because I've heard that he's gone for the season. He's gone. Uh, what's that? He's gone for the season. He is. Okay. They, haven't, they, ha, they haven't announced it, but someone told me he ripped his hamstring right off the bone. He's done. Could be done forever. Yeah. Okay. Tyson Philpot in Montreal. Still has not reported the training camp. Oh, is that right? Huh. That's with him. I don't know. All He's I apparently got an injury, too. All I know is Calgary's still part last year was not healthy at all. So, you know, I mean, I mean, and, and I, I don't know why that is. Who knows? Terrible training. He's not. He's not. I mean, you know, you think about some of the good guys in CFL history, some of the Canadian guys. What's his name? Uh, um, the running back, he got drafted by Hamilton. His father used to play. What was his name? He became a, he became a, a, a what's it call it, racer, a lose racer. What was that running back's name? Come on. You oh, um, Jesse Lumsden. Neil Lumsden. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse Lumsden. Okay, in the first couple of months or first season, he looked unstoppable. When he did play injury-free, he was unstoppable. But he got injured all the time. He did. You know, and some guys are like that. And I got a feeling maybe that Phil, maybe Phil Pond's body isn't up to the punishment of professional football. I mean, because understand, you are... 
when you move up into the pro ranks, you are talking about men against boys in the beginning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, there's also certain injuries that um, really can shorten your career. Like uh, Lumsden had shoulder issues, both shoulders. So, I mean, what's he going to do when both shoulders are, are you know, basically dislocated um, all the time? That dislocate and they rip and tear. I mean, there's no more socket left or whatever, and they just always pop in and out of place. So he, I mean, he had he couldn't favor one side or the other. He had he had nowhere to he had, he couldn't protect himself. So that's why I think his career ended. They they couldn't uh, they couldn't fix his shoulders. And you, and if you like you tear your ham a hamstring is tough because if you tear it off the bone I I don't yeah I think he's done you're not coming back for well, even and even even just uh, stretched or torn hamstrings are bad enough okay they take a long well, you know time the, to heal yeah especially well, you know what the problem especially is, is, well especially if you're a speed athlete okay yeah. Well, this is what people do. Is this is why it gets bad? Is well, the average person doesn't stretch their hamstrings enough, or after after they've like pulled their hamstring, they don't stretch them. After once they start feeling better, they just keep going on with their day. But what I've been told is scar tissue builds up, and then they pull easier and easier. So I mean, you probably need a full. If you're a football player, you probably need a full like three weeks off even for like a, 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 a medium pull. So, I mean, if you rush that injury, you're going to, you're going to be in big trouble. And, and, I, and I also, I also always wonder with issues like that, hamstrings with uh, torn Achilles tendons. I also wonder if my, and I've mentioned this numerous times before on this podcast, if these athletes are in too good of shape all the time. And do they give their bodies enough time to rest and recuperate? Because you have to be I've in shape twenty four yep. all year round. And that wasn't the case in the old days. So, yeah, I mean also I think also everything's faster, right? Sports are just faster now, so there's impact higher so i think you'll see more injuries but yeah it's kind of a funny i think like pitchers look at i mean baseball players they can't i mean pitchers can't last more than six innings these days back in the day you pitched your nine innings and maybe more if need be now those guys are like you know so yeah it's just kind of the evolution of sports i guess Okay, so here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. Um, what, what's the Philpott's name in, in Calgary? Is it Galen? Jalen. Jalen. Okay, Jaylen. Wins. And you're telling me that Jalen in, uh, in Calgary has a torn hamstring. Is that correct? That's what you said? I, I guess I did say that. That's unconfirmed. Unconfirmed, okay? Okay, here is this Tyson Philpott, however, was not wearing any equipment or cleats on Wednesday and is limited to lengthy exercises, primarily targeting his hamstring muscle. They both have the same injury. So They're taking so this Wednesday question. a little bit too far. Here's my question: Were they doing were they doing Willie squats one day and they tore their hamstrings off the bone? Yeah, 
<laughs> I don't know. Because uh, it's really hard to tear your hamstring, man. It's really hard. But you know what? The the other thing, the other thing that I was thinking about this the other day, you got to understand, both of these guys played for the UFC, and they were speed guys. And 99% of the time, they would run 70 yards down the field, catch a ball, and score a touchdown. Okay? They're, they're using them for different things in the CFL. And I'm, I'm wondering if that has an effect on it as well. So, just a thought. I mean, let's face it. Neither one of them are as tough as their father was because he was a running back, right? Yeah. They're more slot backs, white oats, I guess. And he, he was a tough motherfucker, too. DC's had some good running backs. They have. Okay, so it, it just seems – I don't believe in coincidences. How can both Philpot boys have bad hamstrings right now? It seems a little bit freaky, doesn't it? Kind of. Well, well but they, they are twins, right? They, they are twins. Share everything. But Taking they are this twins, twin thing so... too far, in my opinion. You never know. Okay. So there we are. We got 20 minutes left in the show. We've ran out of agenda. Hey, guys. Look for something to talk about. Well, like Willis suggested earlier that we could go through and uh, make our, like, standings predictions and stuff like that for the season. We we could, and we do have that time. Um, I think we've done that, though, didn't we? Or or obviously not solid predictions, but I kind of know what's going to happen in these divisions. Okay. We're going to let Willie go first. Do you want to do an overall league or the East West? I'll do overall. Okay. Name them. Winnipeg. Hamilton. D.C. Edmonton. Edmonton. I'm not putting them twice. Calgary. Saskatchewan. Ottawa. Toronto. Montreal. Wow. Not much respect for the the West or the East there. Never have had any respect for the East. Hamilton is number two, though. Hamilton is number two, though. Okay, Rudy. Down the line. Okay, I'll go uh, Winnipeg one, Hamilton two, BC three, Saskatchewan four, Toronto five. (laughs) Edmonton, 
six. And then uh, who am I missing here? Ottawa. Yeah, Ottawa will be eight, seven, or eight. Yeah, seven. And Montreal last. Montreal nine. No, you're still missing a team. You forgot. You forgot. You don't have Calgary in here. You didn't play Calgary. Oh, Calgary. I'm I'm gonna have Calgary. Sorry, I'm gonna have Calgary after Toronto. I'll have Calgary after Toronto. So, I'll redo that. Winnipeg, Hamilton, BC. Saskatchewan, Calgary, Toronto, Edmonton, Ottawa, Montreal. Okay. Charles, what are you going to do here? I'm going to be a little bit different. I'm going Hamilton, Winnipeg, BC, Toronto, Edmonton, Calgary, Ottawa, Montreal, Saskatchewan. Okay. DJ's turn. I'm going Winnipeg, BC, Edmonton, Hamilton, Calgary. Toronto, Ottawa, Saskatchewan, Montreal. Yeah, that's my nine. I I, I really want to put Ottawa a lot higher. I really want to put Ottawa higher than Hamilton. But I'm just not feeling it with... Mazzoli not being anywhere near and I'm not comfortable enough with Nick Arbuckle but I think Ottawa Ottawa may end up being the top team in the uh, Eastern Division the dark horse in the West for Christopher is Edmonton the dark horse in the east is Ottawa. Charles. Yes. You pick them. Who's the one that's going to be the one that could turn things on their head? East and west. I'm going to actually, um, my opinion is actually the same as yours, Edmonton and Ottawa. Okay. Rudy. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Saskatchewan in the West because they have a quarterback. Um, so dark horse and in the East. In the East, I don't know. Um, they're all dark horses. Uh, except for Hamilton. Um, let's go Ottawa. Ottawa the only, the only, my only choice. Montreal is gonna be terrible. Okay. Willie, yeah, your dark horses. Calgary, Ottawa. Calgary and Ottawa. Interesting. 
Interesting. I, I, I don't know. Can you pick Calgary as a dark horse when you're pushing them down the ladder further than anybody else? Yeah. Because you understand, what did I qualify this whole thing with this year? The Jake only Mayer. reason I have issues with Calgary is their quarterback. Mm-hmm. He might prove yeah. me wrong. He might prove you wrong. Because I know their defense is going to be good. Okay. So that's our, our, our yearly predictions. That's pretty cool. Who is going to come out of the gate like a landslide? And who is going to stumble out the front door? Interesting question. Charles. Uh, hmm. That is an interesting question. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, you know what the hell with it. I'm going to do the homer pick. I think BC comes out of the gate uh, quickly. And I think the Grey Cup champion Argos are going to stumble because they're going to realize that Chad Kelly ain't the quarterback they're thinking he is. Okay. Rudy. Uh, I think um, Winnipeg will come out strong and stumble Montreal. They're back. Okay. CJ is taking BC out the gate, and Saskatchewan is going 0 and 9. Willie, we didn't lose him. Where are you, buddy? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Sorry. Did it hurt? Yeah, it does. Um,. Who comes out of the gate? Well, Winnipeg's going to come out of the gate because, once again, they have lots of familiar pieces, so they're used to each other. Who's going to stumble? The rest of the league? Yeah. Who's going to stumble? I think Edmonton will stumble in the beginning. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Only because, so we, only because we get to Chris, re- Jones has, that, but Chris what, Jones hasn't decided to be starting. Chris Jones. Four, five. When do you want to revisit this and look at these again? Yeah, let's go uh, game seven. Go week six. Six or seven. Before or after. Five Before or after what you cut out? Five completed weeks or six completed yeah. weeks? Oh. Yeah, do, five, do five weeks. Okay, yeah, so we'll look at this in week six after we've had five completed weeks. 
Good. And we'll see how we are. We'll we'll, we'll see what our 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 top to bottom status is in one division, and see how close we are there. And we'll see who our our other thing. So I've got I've got this in the drawer here, and I'll keep this. I won't scribble on it anymore. I'll put it a box of Kleenex. I didn't know I had. Okay. There we go. Now what? Ten minutes. I'm just looking. I've, I'm Kadeem with another dream season, showing their horsepower. 2023, Mark quarterback Jake Mayer's first full season with the Stampeders, the starting QB. Kadeem Carey is CFL's reigning rushing yards leader, amassing 1,088 yards last season. The Stampeders are looking to build off their Western semifinal appearance last season. That's from Pickham. That's just hype. I'm not seeing it. Yeah, how do you build off your Western semifinal when you lost? Come on. They get lost, yes. Good question. Okay, let's uh, – actually, here we go. We got uh, – I think this is Matthew – or Steinbeck. This is Steinbeck that does this. Pat Steinbeck does his uh, Monday morning quarterback, positive signs. What quarterback had the most productive second week? Uh, number one was Dane Evans. Number two was Brian Scott of the Toronto Argonauts. Nick Arbuckle of the Ottawa Red Blacks. And that was it. Those are it. Those are the three that they called. We kind of said that, didn't we? Well, we didn't say we did, yeah. about Brian Scott. We didn't know who he was. But we did say Nick Arbuckle had a decent game up there in Ottawa. And Dane Evans had a good game in, in Saskatchewan for BC. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not really sure what's going on in Toronto. So he's expecting Adams to suit up with receivers Lucky Whitehead and Dominic Grimes, Keon Hatcher. We should have some players playing football. Cody Fajardo is set to make his Montreal debut Friday at home against the Ticats. That's exciting. Cody has solidified. Montreal wasn't about that one. Yeah. Trevor Harrison, Saskatchewan. I don't know. He uh, he missed his first preseason game because his wife had a baby. I, I and He, like, said this a week earlier. So was this, like, an inducted baby induction or something like that? Because uh, how do you know that your wife's going to have a baby during the game a week before you have supposed to play the game? Usually Could women don't. They, women usually don't squeeze out babies when they want to. My wife did, but that's beside the point. 
The only person I know that had both babies on her due date. Doctor said, this is the day you're going to have a baby. And she said, okay, and did. Weird. Very weird. Okay. What, who's this pig roam? The quarterback number three on the Bombers roster, is that correct? Yeah, he had a good showing. I guess he did some good things against, I mean, obviously all the defenses are not going to show you much in preseason, but I guess he he looked good in camp, so looks like he'll make the club. Okay. We haven't named a carrier yeah, at the Bombers, but. <laughs> well, that, you, that Lions just... tomorrow night are going to have a big announcement, uh, too, uh, for their season opening concerts. They're going to oh, do yeah, that at that, that good. They're going to do that at halftime tomorrow night. And what they're actually doing is they're doing that, because they, they always do the uh, block party the first game. They're doing it for two nights. They're doing it uh, Friday, Saturday. Oh, good. But that's for the opening game. That's week one? Yes. yes. Okay, so week one, the Lions are at home? Not week one. No, it's a it's for their, their home opener, which is week two. Week one, they're in Calgary. They're, they start on the road. Right. Yeah, they're in Calgary. And then week one, which is June 17th. No, week one, week one they're, in B, they're in Calgary in BC, are they not? No, no, no it's the other way around. One. What? It, Willie, you get to go to the game. It's in Calgary. Yeah, it, BC's in Calgary on June the uh, June the eighth. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then week two, BC's at ho- their home opener with Edmonton. They're hosting Edmonton, and that's the June seventeenth, which is sad because right. I'm not going to be able to game. I'm going to be down in Penticton. Okay. Well, Rudy, what do you want to talk about now? What do you want to talk about? Um, uh, what am I talking about? Well, we can't talk about expansion because we've beaten that to death and it's not going anywhere. God, no. Uh, um, I think I like what, uh, you know, I like what BC's doing off the field, like what domain he's down. That's exactly what the CFL needs. And Montreal, I hopefully their new ownership uh, starts to uh, market that team and try and get some goodwill back and stability back in that franchise. So they're doing I mean, a big it's not, it's not all doom and gloom too. Are they? Yeah. So it's not all doom yeah, and gloom. Yeah, with early At least we got some owners who are trying. I mean, that's all you can ask. And that's the biggest thing. Everybody says, oh, why doesn't the CFL market their product? Well, I, I think teams need to market their product in their region to begin with. I mean, that's, that's more important. That's the first hurdle. And uh, well, I don't understand how the league can market and where 
anybody believes that that's successful because they obviously they know nothing about marketing. You're, you're correct. The team yeah. has to market their strengths in their towns and their regions and, uh, and, and or the, the rivalries coming to town. I mean, let's face it, Winnipeg or Saskatchewan and Winnipeg rivalry, they play hard on each other. So, yeah. I mean, that's what you kind of have to do. And, uh, but what, what can the league do to market the, the product? It's, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm always having a problem with that one. Yeah, I mean, I think from the league, I, I guess they're, I mean, trying to get, trying to get a bigger, you know, uh, footprint in the United States. You know, they're trying. So hopefully, this this new TV contract is successful and maybe leads to bigger and better things. Um, stuff so, like that. I mean. Let, let's touch that for yeah, a second. I was under the impression that the ESPN contract was still valid, and this I don't think it is. Sports. I don't think it is. I think it's over. No, with I, ESPN. I don't believe it is. So they're they're I not with ESPN. Is that correct? No, it's just I, I don't just believe sports. so. Yeah. Okay. So be it. Anyhow, we're down to a minute and a half left in the show, so I'm going to wrap this up really fast. Uh, This has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 532. Yes, we flew it by the seat of our pants, but hey, you know what? It's not hard to talk football. Hey, there's football happening. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm your host, Christopher Jones. I'm going to hand this one off to Charles. Say goodnight, my friend. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be in the week one when we talk to you next week. The preseason will be open over, and we'll be ready to uh, start playing for real. So find Stephen Sparkman's post on Let's Talk CFL and go over there and get into the Let's Talk CFL pick em list, get yourself registered, and let's play. Uh, Rudy, say good night. Good night. That's it? That's all to say? Yep, that's it. Good night. It's midnight. Those broadcasting courses are really paying off. Yeah. Willie, Willie, come out and help me. Good night, night, everybody. Get to watch football, real football, in a week's time. Go Lions, go. Go Lions, go Lions. Oh, fuck. Oh, good one. Welcome aboard.